and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better. It feels like this is about the 500th podcast we have all done this week. I have started my morning every single morning with Tony Calvin, Dan Barber and Kevin Blake. And, you know, what a, what a way to start the day. Every single day. A lot of money for that, that free Ooh. ball. They really would, wouldn't Ooh. they? Now, look. Wow. We are recording this. The morning of the Gold Cup, because obviously we are previewing Saturday's ITV coverage of Utoxta and Kempton. We need a weather watch, TC. We're going to come straight to you for that. What are we looking at ground-wise at Kempton and Utoxeter? Uh Good to soft, soft in places at Kempton. Uh, Utoxeter soft. Both are expecting about another eight mil Friday, Saturday, but neither course have got their arse out of bed to post an update this morning. So they could have had shitloads overnight, and we don't know. These Clark of the courses, they should employ insomniacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People like you. Put your name forward, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Put your name forward. You could be in for a got new one job. Get out of bed and do the going. God, dearie, mate. I know, but it's Gold Cup Day. We all feel a bit like that. Poor Clark of the courses. Dan, how are your energy levels? Yeah, not bad actually. I had a, my biggest lull was about halfway through Wednesday's card after yet another loser. So I've actually rolled back. I'm feeling fresh this morning. Go Cup Day, get on it. Okay, well that's good. I'm definitely not feeling fresh this morning, but Kev, you're always fresh. <coughs> um, I'm all right now. Yeah, I've literally gone going been going to bed at nine o'clock. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not helping me too much. But anyway, on we go. I've got you taxer tomorrow. <laughs> on we go indeed well look none of you you guys will all be in bed not recording podcasts or anything when i drive three and a half hours to chepstow on sunday so that's going to be the real treat of the day let me tell you that for nothing should we move on to kempton the first of which is at 1 30 on itv four on saturday and this is the limited Handicap chase, the novices limited handicap chase, should point out. Over the two miles, two furlongs, and Whistle in the Dark is your favourite for Laura Morgan at three to one. Storming Cross Gales in there at 100 to 30. Captain Matan, seven to two. Any news, four to one. Those are the top few in the market. TC, we shall start with you because I think, have you written a column? I have. It's not up, it's not live yet. So you're getting, well, I don't, I don't know where it's going up. Um, yeah, I've not having. I'm having about four bets actually on these seven ITV races. This isn't one, but I thought any news was very solid around about the four to one mark. Good third here last time. Stable were in decent form. Mulholland have had four winners this month, and they've had quite a quiet spell. So that's that's very good for them. First time cheap pieces neither here nor there. Trainers five from seventy six with them, so that's nothing to uh, shout home about. But I just thought he was very solid. He's on a decent mark. He's £13 higher over hurdles. Yeah, I thought um, any news was solid at fours without me having a bet. Okay, no bet, but any news is the tip. Over to you, Dan Barber. Yeah, we saw a remarkable performance from an outsider of Laura Morgan's, who she'd done so well with not long till May finishing second and getting to the front for a while in the home straight in the in the Turners. Cheltenham on Thursday and she's done really good work already with Whistle in the Dark as well. It's just Her stable just improves horses massively for fences and I'm not saying his form is easy to read. He's barely beaten a rival but he, that horse of McCain's who he thrashed in the match at Weatherby last time has a level of ability. We know a fair bit about him and Whistle in the Dark just thrashed him and I can see him being really effective around Kempton. I don't necessarily think they'll blast out and lead 
with Cap de Matan and Storming Crossgales in opposition. I'd be happy for him to sit third, but I'm not sure one three four gets to the bottom of this horse the way he's won the last twice. Okay, case made for the favourite then. And Kevin Blake, what about you? Yeah, I'm that way inclined as well. Um, Laura Morgan knows what she's doing. And look, while it's, it's pretty difficult to gauge whether, you know, a nine pound rise for last time is fair or not, um, he, he, he does seem to be on a march and um, has been impressive. But this is definitely deeper. But I, th- I think the price is, isn't unreasonable for Whistle in the Dark. Okay. On we go, as my video gives up altogether once again. Uh, on we go to the 205 at Kempton, which is the handicap hurdle. This is over the two miles and five furlongs. Outlaw Pete, who won at Wincanton when we last saw him from the front, is 5-1. to one. York C next in there at 11-2 to two for the Gary Moore team. Move it like Mini Nigel Twist and Davis, 7-1. to one. Harbour Lake for Alan King. Sam Twist and Davis has been booked for that, whereas Finn Lambert rides Move It Like Mini for the Nigel Twist and Davis yard. Harbour Lake is 15-2. to two. Uh, Dan, we will start with you with this one. Yeah, uh, pre- uh, Pressure Lock won the race last year, but finds himself £8 higher after winning. A bit unnecessary, really. It was a bit of a soft race. He won at Wincanton. They probably could have done without that. I thought I'd back York C almost whichever race he goes for after he ran that storming effort in the Betfair hurdle where he came from an impossible position on lightning ground. But I wonder if his strong finish has lulled them into the wrong a- angle here. They've gone up five furlongs in trip. And I just think it was a tactical thing under ridiculous speed favoring conditions that meant that he was doing all his best work at the finish, so purely at the triple pass move. I'm going to take a chance at the tongue strap and breathing up works on pull again green because he's got a lot of ability. Liam Harrison's ridden him once, and that was when he won a bumper at this uh, um, new to run to a pretty high level under a penalty. He's looked a bit tricky over fences twice, but the absence since November when he was hanging left and the subsequent surgery suggests to me that they found something was not quite right with him. And if it works, I do think he's got the ability to be to be just a, a class apart from these to some extent. Wow. Okay. Pull again green is 12 to one. Uh, sort of, yeah, pretty much one of the bigger priced horses that other than that Uth tread or whatever. I will called. have to keep Yorksy on side though, because that strong finish was just outrageous. He's 11 to two anyway. Okay. So you're not giving up on him then, but pull again green is the bet at 12 to one off the back of that break. Um, TC over to you, please. A horse that you're obviously on first name terms with because you called Outlaw Peter, Outlaw Pete, so you must know him quite well. Very well. Um, I'm interested in this horse, but I'm not going to back him uh, until I see what the weather is uh, tomorrow morning at Kempton because he would want the lower end of the forecast. Um, He's a good ground horse, and obviously it's already good to soft, soft in places there. So I I know they're worried about the ground. But I think he's really well handicapped. Me, he's about a five to one, eleven to two shot. I think the sportsmen are playing extra place here as well, four places, aren't they? But and they're five to one, which would be great if it's good to soft on the day. But because you know he went off eleven to two for a Lanzarote, and obviously he was pulled up there. But that was the Lanzarote where only four of the twenty finished, and he's been in good form since. Um, they didn't raise him for a win can to win last time, albeit it was a very lowly race. But uh, we don't know how strong it was, really, because the second, third and fourth haven't come out since. So they've left him alone for a win. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's 11-2 to two for a Lanzarote, um, what's he doing is 5-1 to one here. But the answer may well be the ground. So and th- I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled him out. But if the ground's good to soft, Outlaw Peter is 
I'll probably be having a small bet on him around about fives, 11 to two. Okay. Yeah, five to one currently on the sportsbook, as TC has said. And finally to you, Kev. Um, Nigel Twiston Davis hasn't been having the, the happiest of weeks at Cheltenham. They made a couple there that looked to have decent chances and they, they haven't really fired, but he has been having winners elsewhere. And I, I have moved it like many um is is the type of horse that I'm happy enough to kind of hang in there with. Um started from a low base, but has been progressing this season. Like like doesn't really when you watch him, like he doesn't appeal as the type that's ever going to win by far, which is kind of what you want when you're when you're coming up the ranks at this sort of level. Um, ran well at Huntingdon last time, and um, <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, could, and, um, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and um, and um, yeah. Look, I, th- I think there's more in him. You know, I think this this trip slightly longer trip might draw out his stamina just a little bit more and might put a little bit more improvement out of him um and yeah i think his price is reasonable finn lambert takes the ride and hopefully he'll get twister back on track after what's probably been a frustrating week okay lots of different tips in the handicap hurdle then on we go to the handicap chase at 250 two miles four and a half furlongs complete unknown for paul nichols harry cobden five to one galahad quested there for jane williams six to one fidelo vallis for harry durham seven to one mr fisher in there Nick, Nicky Henderson, eight to one now, nine year old. Well, Beakstown, Dan Skelton, nine to one. Brave Seska in there, nine to one. Very open looking contest, TC. This is right up your street. It is, yeah. Um, I'd love to have the uh, the odd compiler who priced up Rouge Reef first uh, at 33 to one for this because, uh, as my private bookmaker, because what is going on there? Um, he's, he's now into 12s, top prices, 11s with a sports book. and I mean, obviously, that's very fair. Obviously, he was he was around about eleven to one for the grand annual before he didn't mm. get. It. it was just like too well handicapped, wasn't he? Of one hundred and thirty-seven, so I can fully see the case for him. I'm probably well. I've already back to you a little nibble, not thirty-three. So uh, as my saver, but the more I looked at this race, the more I thought old Twister uh, might have um, targeted one true king at this race. Um, he's been dicking him around over three miles. Doesn't get that trip. Um, he's been holding him up. He hasn't been running that badly, but I suspect from the bottom of the weights of that kind of mark, they'll revert to front running tactics over this two mile four trip and try to make all. Uh, and I think he's dangerously well handicapped, and I think he's very well priced. I think he's 16s with a sports book, uh, 12, 20s elsewhere, and I think you'll get 20s win only um, on the exchange as well. So, yeah, uh, one true king with a saver on Ruvish at double figure prices. Love it. Right. I knew you'd be stuck into that. Um, Dan, where did you go? I know people were drawn to complete unknown because he's had just two runs and he represents Nichols, but he was pretty badly outpaced in the Foss last mud before he won. And then he was taken off his feet at Warwick. I don't think there's going to be any hiding place here. Fidelio Vallis has one way of going. Rouge Riff has been ridden that way quite a few times. Captain Tomcat's another. I think they're going to go a strong gallop here. I thought the angle might be doubling for each way because he'll be ridden as normal, drop right out by Jack Hogan, creep his way into it. He's been more hit and miss than usual this season. He's never far away from sort of blasting through one. But I actually think coming back in trip is a good thing, the way this horse travels. And you don't have to go back far to that Weatherby race when he gave into overdrive a scare, when into overdrive was really on on the up. Um, so, yeah, doubling four winning plays, I quite like him. Uh, uh, coming back to that 33-1 to Rouge Riff, now I've got some theories about these outlandish prices being put up. But 
Surely the odds compiler knows that horse was 12 to 1 for the Grand Annual and he's coming. No, he, he clearly doesn't. But, you know, the grade one back class of 137 after a much more promising run at Doncaster last time. How can yeah, I think more egregious is the fact that, as you say, that they've missed that it was 11 to 1 for a Grand Annual or whatever it was. The, the worrying thing is, I don't think they have because, but I'll, I'll keep my theories to myself. Yeah, go on, Kev. Take it away, please. I'm sure I have to go on Rouge Fifth, don't I? Um, he was one of my one of my main fancies for Cheltenham. Fairly miserable, didn't didn't get in. And um, I, I was walking across. I was going going to meet someone out the front of the stands on the Tuesday, and who who came running over for a chat? Only Harry Whittington. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd been, uh, I think he'd been aware that I was tipping the horse around quite a bit and he was just absolutely crestfallen um, that the horse hadn't got in, absolutely sickened. And um, like he, he, in fairness to him, he was, he was very sound. I'd never spoken to Harry before. He, he was very sound and said, look, well, yeah, absolutely sickened. We, we, we've thrown the kitchen sink at this horse to have him absolutely bang on for this week. And um, the danger was not getting in. It didn't happen. But um, like two and a half miles, I don't think anyone would consider it perfect um you'd, you'd rather him at two but you know he has bits and pieces and snippets over the trip and i think harry to, to pass on what harry was saying he's basically saying look this horse is, is booming so much that i really don't want to sit on him for three or four weeks until entry um or you know potentially fairy house or punchestown or someplace like that so um he hadn't decided at the time but he clearly has decided to run now and um, look, the case is there. He's 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 been um, he, he's cascaded down the weights. You know, he was rated 164 not a long time ago at all. And um, the very best of luck to Harry because um, yeah, it would have been it, it was you can tell it was it was a big focus point for him now coming into Cheltenham to get this horse after his backstory. You know, just just to just to recount, um, he used to train this horse, did very well with him. He was the one that got him up to 164, and the owners then took him away. Um, quite harshly, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, he didn't really hit for Paul Nichols, went to the sales, and Harry bought him back for 40 grand for different owners. So um, he has unfinished business with his horse, and I sincerely hope he goes and gets some compensation for, for not getting his chance at Cheltenham by, by winning this. He's going to have to good, refine good his cheating skills, isn't he, on the handicapping front? Good intel, <laughs> Kev. Good intel. We like that. Um, let's move on to Utox to guys. 150 is the first race ITV is covering from Utox on Midlands National Day, and it is the handicap hurdle over two miles, four furlongs, and hitching jacking is the favourite at 13 to 8, the one on a roll coming into this. Up for parole for Jamie Snowden, 6 to 1. Rafferty's return, Becky Menzies is 13 to 2, and Optimise Prime for Ben Pauling is 15 to 2. Those just the top few in the betting. Dan, we will come to you first for this, please. Yeah. Don't see loads of maybe up for parole might be a bit of a nuisance, but I'm a massive fan of Rafferty's return. He tried his hardest as usual in the race won by Santos Blue at Kelso the other week, went hard from the front. Uh, his jumping was exquisite as per. And see many a race that you talked it to where something can nick it on the home turn, even on soft ground. I wonder if they might employ those tactics, which were his trademark tactics anyway. There's no reason they'd change. Not very strong at all, but... Um, I think he's likely to be in the right place and I, I don't necessarily think he's exposed just because he seems to have been beaten on merit at Kelso. Okay. Um, TC, who do you fancy in this? Uh, nothing really, but if you want to, I thought Chinwag was probably a little bit too big. I've mentioned the Formula Mulholland Yard before. I think he returns to hurdles on a fair mark. 
Um, the, I just checked on the courses. None of the Clark and courses updated yet, but I think it might be even be soft, borderline heavy. Uh, you talked to that, and that will absolutely uh, love. Um, Chinwag would absolutely love it. So, yeah, I thought Chinwag was overpriced at 20s. Not sure if I'm going to be backing him, but if I am going to be backing one in the race, Chinwag is one. Like it. Love a good Chinwag. Jimmy Hill. Hill. Remember that for 50-year-old odd people? Do you remember that, Dan? What's that? What? <laughs> 50-year-old odd people. Do you remember that, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were looking a bit rough this morning. But yeah, if you thought, when I was at school, if you thought someone was talking bollocks, you went, oh, Jimmy Hill. Oh, Jimmy Racon, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Back in the oh, I don't. Days, Com- Com- complete, completely oblivious here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you don't even know yeah. who Jimmy Hill is, do you? <laughs> I, don't. I don't, to be honest. <laughs> All I was going to say, Kev, is that we like a chin wag. That was how I was thrown to you here, but anyway. Yeah, we do like we do like an old wagon of chins, but uh, um, optimized prime here will do for me. Ben Pauling um, has kind of rattled the crossbar a little bit um, at Cheltenham this week. Um, has had a wonderful season, and she look, it's it's that old. Um, it's that old approach, isn't it? Forgive, uh, forgive one very bad run if if you're getting compensation in the price. And um, look, this was a horse that was quite highly regarded back, back in the day. Um, ran in an Neptune novices hurdle and um, went quiet for a little while, or, or Ballymore as they call it nowadays. Um, but he he bounced back at Linkfield um, time before last. Won very well. Um, too bad to be true last time in a in a stronger race. But look, it's had time to be freshened up and and Ben. While he hasn't hit the market, Cheltenham is banging in plenty of winners. Um, elsewhere, testing ground, which like TC alludes to, is probably going to be applicable here. I don't think it will be a problem for him. So Optimised Prime will do for me. Okay. On we go to the 225, which is the handicap hurdle over just shy of the three miles over there. And the top three in the betting reads like this. It's collector's item for John, Joe O'Neill, Jr. and Senior at 5-1. to one. Lord Snooty, Christian Williams, 11-2. to two, And Wild about Oscar, Dan Skelton is in there at 13 to 2. Those are just your top three in the betting, but we've got 14 runners here, TC, and surely you've got another big price horse for us. No, uh, it's not that. Oh. But it was the, I was very surprised. I was, um, yesterday, Thursday morning, I was waiting for the prices to come up, and one firm are always up first. And they made 12 to 1 about Wild about Oscar, which just looked bang roll. Um, he's Skelton on a good mark, two from two at the track, will like the ground. Ran okay in the first time, tongue tight at Sandown last time. I think this is an easier race. Um, I think he's 32 with the sports worker planning extra place. I think that's fair. You can get bigger elsewhere, to be to be fair. But yeah, I thought well about Oscar was was very, very solid. And if you are backing him each way with an extra place or two, then um, yeah, I think you're gonna get a good run for your money. He was he actually won on this cart card um two years ago off a mark of 146 and he's now off a mark of 136 so i imagine this may have been the plan again because he's run at this meeting before as well i think yeah what about oscar what about oscar on the sports book dan where did you land yeah only two jumps winners for ian williams since october it's been so unusually quiet for him um 
Am I going slow again? Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought you were taking the piss out of Ian Williams. I don't know what <laughs> I was like talking, so I thought you were taking the piss out. No, I think it was a minor hold-up, a, bl- a glitch in the system. Um, yeah, Ian Williams has had only two winners since October, which is so un- unlike him. Remember what Party Business did last season, winning that race at Aintree, mm. after a remarkably unlucky run at Cheltenham when he was so badly hampered. Um, his latest run doesn't look that flash when... On on the face of it, it was a step backwards from a fairly encouraging return from a break at Sandown behind Green Book. But you look at the three horses that have ran out of the Johnson's Blue Haydock race, the potential qualifier, all three ran at the Cheltenham Festival this week, and none of them have disgraced themselves at all. Mill Green was third. They all ran in the potential final, obviously. Mill Green was third. Brandy McQueen was seventh. And the changing man was eighth. And as anybody who saw the potential will attest, if you finish in eighth in that race, it meant you were beating about a neck, a head, and half a length <laughs> bit. Yeah. When you take good, when you take good time, Johnny out of it. So, party surely he's still got the potential to win off this sort of mark the way he went at last season. That was off one three two. He's only five pounds higher now. He's had a he's had a quiet season like his yard, but uh, one final chance for me. Okay, giving him one final chance. Go on, Kev. Over to you. Have you looked at this? Do you have a strong view? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty sluggy this, I'd say, Vanessa. So there's there's a couple of less exposed ones there, like um collector's item, who, you know, the, the profile is appealing, but will a, a real slug at the trip um suit the, these younger horses? I'm not sure. Um I'm gonna go for the reverse take it to the max system again here with uh, with <laughs> Dolphin Square, with Dolphin Square and also the trainer switch. I think the switch from Philip Hobbs to Philip Hobbs and Johnson White has the potential to improve this horse too. Um, as long as Philip Hobbs is on holiday, you're quiz in. <laughs> yeah, when when you heard that Johnson was he- helping take over, I thought Dickie it was Dickie at first, but no, it's not. <laughs> Johnson White. Uh, um but yeah, look, look a little bit disappointing last time. Maybe they're a bit too forward with him. Um, uh, Sean the Hooligan Hulahan takes over, <laughs> and um, look, he he, he he enjoys testing ground. He stays well, very hardened horse, um, not unreasonably handicapped. He's only a pound higher than when probably being a little bit lucky to win at Sandown on Tingle Creek Day um, when the the likely leader eased up a shade prematurely. But um, regardless, that was a very good run. And if he can get back to that um, in these sluggy conditions, um, he'll hopefully be in the mix. Wow. Okay. Brilliant. Said wow there because I was I was so impressed. I'm so impressed with how much prep you guys have all done for this show. I really thought you'd just be been up since, like, been up since four o'clock, Vanessa. We don't mess about here. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very very impressive. Right, shall we move on to the Midlands Grand National? The Come on, the big one. Saturday, this is it. Come on, eighty four grand up for grabs to the winner. It's plenty in the prize money pot. I will do it. Is your seventy two current favourite? Guetapan Colange is four to one. Has been favourite a few times as well. The Galloping Bear thirteen to two. French Paradox in there at ten. Secret Reprieve elevens. Mister Incredible probably won't run is in there at 12 to 1 having run at the festival yesterday Major Dundee as well 14s those are just a few of the top ones but we do have the 18 runners here TC and who wins the Midlands Grand National that's what we all want to know on the Friday morning before the Gold Cup first in 2020 of 145 seventh in 2021 of a mark of 153 sixth last year of a mark of 149 Runs here off a mark of 135, having dropped £10 for three starts this season. The horse in question is Truckers Lodge. The horse in question is a top price 25 to 1 with the Betfair Sportsbook. The horse in question is, if you back him, you're getting five places for your money. And 
I was watching the Edinburgh National uh, with a friend, an ex-Betfair colleague of mine uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. And we were looking at um, Truckers Lodge, who was running there on soft, on good to soft ground, which we locked it much deeper. And we just looked at ourselves and said, that's not off, is it? And um, they've dropped him another, it, well, it wasn't devoid of promise anyway, it's probably like that. They've dropped it another two pounds. Probably better to put it like that, yeah. Paul won't sue me. He knows the score. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, look, to be honest with you, I don't think the 25 to 1 will be there by the time you um, uh, this goes out because it is a standout price. But, you know, 20s is the next best price, but... If you can get 16 to 1 plus with the extra place with the sports book, Truckers Lodge, um, I have a feeling this is the plan, but that's probably not saying much because he's come here for the last three years. But off a mark of 135 with the ground in his favour, yeah, bang on. Okay, Truckers Lodge at around 25, 20 mark. Um, over to you, Dan Barber for Midlands National. Yeah, I love the fact that potentially Mr. Incredible could, if he completes this race, will have completed 60 furlongs in what 48 hours oh. having run having run on thursday and basically half dogged it again didn't he? he was he was coming with a challenge when he put down at the last and then started hanging badly right um i don't know whether he'll run or not he reopposes i will do it on five pound worst terms from the classic chase I and mean, kev may want to tap into that i will do it class angle giving 10 pounds and more to the rest i remember synchronized was a similar type in this race a few years ago but this, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have a feeling that horses that wear hoods don't ever win these big staying handicaps because horses that wear hoods tend to be keen and that's why they're wearing them. But French Paradox, to me, looked, I don't know, it looks a bit freakish. He just seems to be ridiculously strong at the finish of every race. Now, he's he's not in, he's not disinclined to walk through one and he fell at Foss last when winning half the track. But again, at Newcastle, just everything came easily to him and it, it makes it look like a two-and-a-half-mile race rather than a three-mile one. I think he's got something of the the X factor about him. That was off one two nine. He's been hit by an eleven pound rise, but I've just got this theory that he's he's a bit out of the ordinary, and I'm backing him. Bit out of the ordinary. Wow. Okay. Ten to one on the sports book currently. And Kev, over to you. Are you are you what Dan says? I will do it, fan. Given that he is the class angle in this. Uh, well, sure, I do have kind of two predominant angles in these races, Vanessa. One is the aforementioned class angle, but the other one is the, my God, the handicapper has been really generous to this fella angle. Um, and I haven't landed on TC's one, but I've landed on one with a similar profile. Um, time to get up. John Joe O'Neill um, won this race two years ago off 138, was sent off favourite last year, finished third off 142. And now after, after four... Um, not completely without promise runs is down to 125 and gets in off 10 and has the runoff 130 here um, but that doesn't really make a difference now 10 stone 3 um, would have been out of the handicap if, if he had to run off his, his actual mark but um, I'm scared of you, it you'd imagine this has been the target like this, this is a pretty niche test now and when you've when they've shown themselves to be suited by a real niche test, you know, someone, someone like John Joe, you know, target trainer, you know, big red circle around this race all season, you'd imagine. Um, Kevin Brogan takes the ride. He's kind of 16 to one. Um, look, 
could go off 33 to one and run no run no good, but he could also you could also see him be well packed as well. So um time to get up is of definite interest. And if you gave me a second one, which is it, it is the Midlands Grand National, so you know I don't expect charity, but I'll give I mentioned the Bushy Park. Um I was liking him for the either. Um if the rain came, it didn't come, he was pulled out. Um, had a long spell in the wilderness, but but bounced back at Catterick. It was very impressive. Seemed very at home over the marathon trip. Um, love soft ground. Um, up and trip again here, but I think he'll be okay. And um, if you were to give me two, it'd be those. But if you were to give me one, it'd be time to get up. Love it. Okay, brilliant. Well done, Kev. On we go to 3.35 then. Last race we'll be looking at. Last race I to be showing on Saturday. And it is the Novices Handicap Chase where Super Survivor for the Snowden team is your ninth two favourite. Iron Bridge next best for John Joe at fives. Gustafian in there for Anthony Honeyball at sevens. Anonymous Cloud in there for Glo Brian eight. Michael Duff, Ollie Murphy also eight. TC, we better come to you first for this. Do you have a bet in this race? Uh, I have had a bet in this race, yeah. Um, top price sevens with the sports book is Gustavian. Um, I thought that was very fair. Um, the race he, the free runner race he won last time was an absolute joke. Basically, they, they, they must have just given it to him in the weighing room because they just let him have an easy lead and he never saw another horse. It was the most embarrassing, uh, most embarrassing race you'll see. Well, one of them anyway. Um, yeah, they, they could have put him up anything for that. He's won by a street, but they put him up five pounds, which is fair. Um, course form figures are two one three three. It was actually second to Sam Pallet in this race last year. Um, everything going for him. Yeah, I thought I thought Gus Darvin was very, very solid at seven to one. Okay, yeah, seven to one with the sports book currently Rex Dingle in the saddle. Oh, Kevin, you you look like you are Having a little no, the, the, sorry, that, that was that was just a grimace. <laughs> that was just a general uh, grimace. <laughs> general grimace for life. Just a general yeah. life grimace. Right. <laughs> Terrific. Glad to know you're in such good form. Oh, after, want... after three days at Cheltenham, it's probably right. wind or something like that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, I just gotta just gotta just gotta flash forward to the fact that I have to be on the opening show tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't, don't worry, Ken. Nobody nobody watches. Oh, uh, I, I, the, 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 the wonderful uh, viewing numbers for this week would disagree, Tony Campbell. And I tell you, I tell you, I'll, I'll be watching after yesterday's opening show. That was spicy. But go on, Kev. Go on, Kev. Give us yeah. the race course attendance figures. Oh Jesus, yeah. Um Iron Ironbridge um upset Manny when when not being declared for Cheltenham, um, but comes here instead. And sure look very, very likable profile, very likable profile. Thought he shaped very nicely at Warwick last time. Um things went wrong. And um, you know, trip was too short as well as the fact that things went wrong. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't shoot for a bigger pot now because he'd be well entitled too. But um, they've come here. Um, it looks Certainly quite a bit less competitive than he would have been meeting at Cheltenham. And um, Iron Bridge, yeah, he'll do for me. I think he's got quite a good chance. Okay, five to one. Go on, Dan. Last but not least, tip in this, please. Iron Bridge. Oh. Um, absolutely everything in his favour. Monstrous effort first time <laughs> out at Carlisle in a really strongly run race. <laughs> I'm here I've for this. I've done very slow again. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Just keep going. It. Don't pull up. Don't it pull sounds up. like he's losing the will to live. <laughs> it really does. That's it's it, 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 You go. just got to keep going. Dan. Ignore, ignore us. Just keep going. He's going to slow in the finish of that Midlands National half an hour before this. It's, it's uh, like the missus that sent you shopping. Oh, <laughs> oh, 
Well, I'll be quick then. Iron Bridge, really interesting. Ultra conditions, three miles in the mud. This is a 150 horse masquerading off 137, and he's going to win. Stay, think positive. Yes, Dan. Come on. Okay, like it. We've finished on a positive note there then. Should we do naps? We need to just wrap yes. up with naps. Um, we will come to you first, TC. You've had four bets, was it, across the yeah. card so far? So come on, which one's your nap? I'm going to have an each way lucky 15. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Barry's uh, <laughs> an ex-bookmaker. He can sell it. Uh, no, uh, I'm. if you pump me for one, World About Oscar is, is very, very solid. World About Oscar. Okay, over to you, Kev, for your nap. Please. Yes, <laughs> Iron Bridge. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that was just luck of the draw. Oh, Dan. Dan. Too slow. Too yeah. slow. I am going to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm following Kevin. Iron Bridge. Yes, come on, Dan. Wow, okay. Uh, both of them napping up Iron Bridge in the 335 at Utah to wrap up proceedings at a massive five to one. Love it, guys. Absolutely love it. That's What's your nap? I'm not going to give a nap because it would be very <laughs> responsible of me, given that I really haven't looked at the card. I have no strong points. Nah, here. And I'm all about responsible gambling on this show, which you guys should be too. So it'd be irresponsible just for me to throw a name out there for the sake of it, TC. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Spades. Oh, hey, Spades. Um, on that note, guys, gamble responsibly. Have a good weekend. I hope you've had a great Cheltenham by this point. And then just roll on into Utoxter and Kempton. Enjoy it. Join us again on Monday for Wade In, where we will be back to dissect all the action from the Cheltenham Festival and, of course, the Midlands National. But for now, thank you very much to list for listening to these Racing Only Better podcasts all week long. We love having you with us. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs>